and Harriet Dyer, comedians and friends of each other, try different self-improvement, fads, lifestyles, trends, lotions and potions to maybe make us a bit less insane. Oh, that was good, that one. Nice. Welcome to number 22. Guten Tag. Frau Dyer. <laughs> Danke schön. Well, here we are. <laughs> Once again, we made again. This will be coming to you as autumn falleth upon the horizon. Really? Well, I hope not because we're having a bit of a rainy time. Yeah. I hope that isn't all the sun we've had this year. Yeah. Although, when it was sunny last year at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the bloody no one was taking the bins out, so it bloody stunk. Yeah, but I thought it was quite funny as I think Gav- it was Gavin Webster who said... I quite like the rubbish this year. It makes it different. <laughs> I don't like loads of rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it got to the point where it was so bad towards the end, you were just stepping over rubbish. Was it? Yeah. I went to visit everyone at the end last year and I didn't obviously do and it was like, I sort of came in like, oh, I can't wait to see everyone show and everyone just like they'd been to war. Like, and that'll be me this year. Yes, it will. I'll be rocking on up. Remember thinking... how bad my back was when I stayed on your floor? Oh, yeah. That was mental. You could have just had the bed. No, I had a really bad sciatica at the time and beds were making it worse. And I honestly thought, of, of, usually nine times out of ten, if you've got sciatica, lying on the floor corrects it. It did not correct it this day. No, you were up and I was in a, I was in a world of pain. Yeah. At one point, I just had to leave your room and walk up and down your hallway, <laughs> silent screaming. It was so bad. It was so bad. Bloody hell. I don't know how I got through it. But um, And then you went to watch Neil... Uh, it, I think the thing with back pain, you've got to kind of get moving. Mm. Staying still is not really going to help. It was bad that I just got on with it and then it, and then it did get better. But I've learned, if anyone's got sciatica, what's been a massive, massive thing. You've got to do your exercises, but what's been the most important thing is if you can just sleep with your hips slightly elevated. Oh, how yeah. do you do that? With like pillow, a pillow? Yeah, so I sleep on my side, just sit on your side, pop a pillow there, and it just elevates your hips that little bit. For me, it's changed my life. It doesn't, it doesn't, whatever was happening at, in bed, at bedtime, where it was all seasoned up, just ain't happening anymore. My mum had sciatica. I think it's quite common. Mm. Mm. Mick Ferry's got sciatica, isn't he? Who? Mick Ferry. Has he? Yeah. Loads of people have. Yeah. It's just... It's not something you used to hear about much. Well, oh, did it's you... a brave new world, baby. <laughs> I just always thought I was going to get it. I always used to hump big heavy bags to school. We all did, didn't we? Oh, my God, yeah. On a Monday, I remember, we had to make food and food tech. And then I'd had... PE, but then I also had football at the dinner time. So I had a PE kit, a football boots shimpa kit. Then I had my food tech and then like loads of French textbooks. And how on earth... I should sue those bastards at that fucking school <laughs> for more, for lots of different things, actually, because they were all... Can you sue people for being arseholes? <laughs> <laughs> um, and there'd be oh, a lot of... Uh... Everyone would just sue everyone, wouldn't there? Yeah, everyone would <laughs> There'd be more people suing than not. 
Well, because mm. I refused. Did I refuse? I don't. Or did, I don't know. But I didn't buy a locker at school. No, we so didn't have lockers. So I was carrying a whole week of books. Yeah. All the time, and and if ever I bent over to, I would just topple over if yeah. I bent over to do my shoelaces up. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Why yeah. were you bringing your whole books for the week? Why I didn't you- have a locker. But why don't you just bring them for the I lessons no that idea. day? And I used to walk like two miles to school. I was like an advert <laughs> just with the, the, the little donkey. Bloody hell. Harriet is tired. Yeah, from... yeah. Oh. And you had that woman who was drinking vodka in a bush always jumping at you. Yeah, which turned out to be some someone I later in life worked with, mother's mother. Wow. My mother. <laughs> mother. What a, what a carry on. And then these days, the like the youngest just gets absolutely high rate. If uh, high rate, if um, friend of the pod, he's so angry about w- walking anywhere. I've had to be lately. I've had to be. Did I tell you about I love this? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this. Guess how? I think I've told you this. Guess how many late. On his reports. We were talking about this last time. Because he's got more leads than there was days. But this is, is even worse. Okay. 106. Because it was 36. 26 it was last time I told spoke to you about it. Now we're on 106 for the term. But that hasn't been 100 days since you last saw Lessons. Us. Lessons, okay. Okay. And then, so what was I doing? Driving him to school. And then... He was still managing to be six minutes late when I have have driven him. I think he's smoking ciggies. Did I tell you what happened the other day? Mm. Did I tell you? I caught him vaping. I dropped Ah. him off. Dropped him off because he's so stupid. I Mm. had to turn. So I went around then back. Saw him bloody. What did you do? Vaping on the corner in front of everyone. I did an emergency stop. <laughs> Two feet out. <laughs> Hazards on. Yeah. And he went. Oh, he was so embarrassed. Did you smash the vape? You can't uh, really do things like no, that. No, no, no. I didn't get out of the car. What did you do? I Just. Went, what do you think? What do you think you're doing, Mister? Well, you're quite scary when you do that. <laughs> yeah. And he was like. It's not what it looks like. Is that what he said? Yeah. He's been watching his tenders and things. Oh, no, no, no. It's not what it looks like. And I was like, oh, what's happened? You've eaten some sticks and then spun your head around so you created a little fire and that's what's the bloody, what smoke's come out. That's why he's late. He's in smoke as corner, isn't he? Usually, if you're in Smoker's Corner, it'd be out the way. Is that literally opposite Tesco, in front of everybody? Is he 16 yet? No, 14. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, he's not. He is. Is he not 15? No, this is the youngest. Mm. Now I'm very annoyed. Yeah, yeah. You've got a soft spot for him. <laughs> Who? The youngest. Well, yeah. No, no. I just the 14's quite. Um, but but yeah, I do ca- like collabs. Ca- yeah, yeah. He's charismatic. Yeah. Sometimes he annoys me so much, and then he's. I don't know. There's just something lovely about him. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I enjoyed roller skating with him. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, when he was not. He was just walking in Like them. Fred Flintstone bowling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, terrible uh, va- vaping. And then had the audacity to say he was just trying it. I said, well, that's not washing now, seeing as it's the fourth time you've just been trying it. Oh, you caught him before vaping. <laughs> well, yeah, his teacher said that someone saw him doing it and then he was like, I was just trying it. Well, you can't have that. That's mad how kids vape now. I bet, do, I bet, they, don't, I bet they don't really smoke ciggies, actually. No, no, no. 
No. Because it's, it's so clever as well, the whole vaping thing is. The flavours are completely targeted at young people. It's fruity flavours. Yeah. And that was like what the problem they had in the 90s with hooch alga pops. Yeah. They, they, were, they were told off for being too, like, pop. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Do you remember the one that was the two dogs, the two dogs and uh, hooch, and then there was two dogs that... You, it was like a pound at the local nightclub because it was all gone off. Mm. So you're just drinking it, cause, but it was like, it was... But you were shaking yourself the next day, were you? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, so, yeah, bubbling. <laughs> Bubble bath. Yeah. Well, mm. Yeah, so that... Oh, very annoying. Well, do you know, um, yeah, because I don't even think that... Because I just stopped smoking. You did it so well. I just, do you know what it was? It was more um, anger and me being cheap because what happened was I bought a vape, a lick, and I got it licorice. And I bought that, right? And it was like not a cheap vape. It was quite like, a, I don't know how much it was, but it wasn't your cheapest like throwaway vapes. And I got it and I just left it until the pouch of tobacco that I had ran out. This is about last year. So the pouch just took ages to run out. By the time it ran out, the vape had broke because I had it on its side for too long. Wow. Well, it was months later. I didn't know that that happened. Well, it did. Wow. Well, one, I got one of those elf bars. My friend gives an elf bar. What's that? Like those ones you buy from the, they're just the throwaway disposable oh, yeah. ones. I came into the bloody living room. I hadn't been in the living room for an hour. The whole room was filling with smoke and it was just bubbling away, fizzing, popping, smoking. What? I had to throw it in the garden. Oh, well, that's a sign, isn't it? Yeah, they're yeah. malfunctioning them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went, my my friend Kelly, who I stay with when I'm in London, uh, I was finishing a gig and she went, oh, I don't suppose if you're passing a uh, a garage, you can pick me up a vape. And I said, yeah, of course. And then mm. I got, I didn't realise how cheap they were. I got, she goes, oh, do you want, I said, oh, can I get a vape, watermelon or whatever? And then uh, she goes, oh, do you want four for £12? I said, yeah. They're and I'm not, even, ones, not yeah. even a vapor. And I got hooked in the deal. We, and then I come in with all the shit I had. Yeah. I've got so many vapes. I was like, it's only 12 pounds. That's mine, isn't it? Yeah. But all flavours of things that, yeah, I think, I just think we did really well in not doing that because I think they, I, I think it's, it, people are going to be in a fucking state. Do you think? Yeah. Have you seen the one where a window, the TikTok where a window cleaner gets a, oh, those, raise, those razor things and scrapes it up of a mm. vape house and it's all just like goo and that's all just in your lungs. What, in a house that vapes? Yeah. Oy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, well, that's so, because the vape broke so I just thought, well, I'm too, I'm too fucking petty and cheap to buy another one because that was my fault it broke and I ran out of tobacco. But if that's doing that. So I just stopped. You want something? And yeah. I couldn't now, not as sick. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You did so well. We were both at one point smoking yeah good well, when smokers. I remember when I first used to start voice messaging you you messaged us at one point I just heard you go oh, I love smoking <laughs> <laughs> in between the story you were telling <laughs> I do but I was like you as well where though that I'd go like in the day and stuff the first cigarette I'd have was fucking not me sick yeah see I mean have actually have a bit of a panic attack and a mental yeah. spiral yeah but then the second, third, well, they were great. Yeah, yeah. And there was nothing. I do miss a 
post gig siggy. Yeah. They're great them. An adrenaline siggy. They they feel nice. But I like to I don't have to deal with anyone in this bloody room. I can just dip off yeah. and have a cigarette. That's what I miss. But that's just like boundary setting. You can't just walk out of rooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I just go to the toilet and force yeah. the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much more aggressive than just force the shit out. Because I don't need one. I just need to get away. You may as well do what you like, may as well make it your money's worth once you're at the toilet. Yeah. So this week, uh, well, first of all, do you want to say about your moon dust? Well, I did. I felt a bit poorly. And I had, ages ago, I had space dust, moon dust. And it made me go a bit west, didn't it? Cause it no, was you just, liked it, didn't you? Well, it did make us feel a bit high. Oh. I think, I don't know what was in it, a blend of mushrooms and then some... Um, caffeine. A hell of a lot of caffeine, I think. And then... It said 80 milligrams of caffeine. Well, what's the average cup of coffee got in? Are you in a position to quickly Google that? But I felt a bit under the weather then I had to do a few podcasts and um, I had the space dust. Wow. It turned my frown right upside down. Then I had a second help and then I nearly shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what am I doing? Just how much caffeine's in an average cup of coffee? How much caffeine... 40 milligrams. Oh, right. Well, there we go. And I had that after a cup of coffee as well. I had a cup of coffee, then I had space, and then I had another space dust. Bloody hell. I felt tip top. Then I couldn't get off the toilet. Because <laughs> 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 I was calling it monkey dust, but that's apparently a new... There's a new legal high that's like it's spice, good. isn't it? Causing absolute carnage. And isn't that called monkey dust? Yeah. But they don't really cause carnage spice. It's just people go like, it's one of those silver statues in the street. That's not true because I've seen an episode of 24 Hours in Police Custody. You've seen every episode of 24 Hours in Police I have. Police. There's not one I haven't seen. Yeah. And it's been going for 10 seasons, possibly more. Mm. But uh, where a man who was very nice, and it was one of those actually that he convinced the... Well, he can't have been that nice. He convinced the police to give him another chance and let him out. Mm. They shouldn't have. What happened? Easy was on the spice and he fucking almost buttered his girlfriend to death with a kettle. Jesus. Yeah. I thought he couldn't move on spice. No, this one he could. And he... Yeah, but he lied and then he... He was caught on the, caught on the camera. Well, that's a sad tale. Yeah. But this one, have you seen photos, of, uh, pictures, uh, videos of people on this monkey dust? No. Like, I've seen... Uh, what they're doing? CCTV of just people in Stoke-on-Trent, which is depressing at the best of times. <laughs> just that, that it's like their chickens packing on the ground for, for corn. They're just, like, scrambling on the ground for nothing. That might have been what... I was doing this filming thing a while ago, and we were waiting very patiently for mm. these crackheads that to were looking for something. But there was fucking nothing there. Just put a monkey dust. So they were just, yeah. And yeah. in the end, one of the producers were like, what are you looking for? Because it was just... They were, we must be waiting patiently for like 15 minutes now for them to move that, on. Now you're saying that, I think I've seen that before. Yeah. I think it's ringing true or something I've seen and before. And there's nothing... The, yeah, there's nothing there. It must just cause the same sort of hallucination in everyone who takes it. Yeah. Oh, that's freaky, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, dear me. Yeah, because these people in Stoke-on-Trent, they were just... They weren't even... At least the people in London where I was near, they they were, like, doing it on the pavement. The other people were in the middle of a fucking, like, fucking crossroads where all cars were, and they were uh, just in the middle of the road. Do you know what? That's happened the other night. I was... It was a bit of a... It was around the M6, and I just heard we were coming off a slip road. Like, it was around about then a slip road. As we were coming up the slip road, the lorry starts going... Rah! there's lorry and then everyone in the line of traffic starts going all different directions and there was just 
these three men who are just so on something wandering around a motorway slip road like zombies. It was horrific. Wow. So that is when they say bloody pedestrian. There's a, what did they say? Oh, yeah, there's a <laughs> pedestrians in the road. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. I, so I never see them. Oh, well, like, <gasps> I always want to, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most exciting one, I feel like. Well, the one is when they say that it comes up and with like a badger. Have you seen that on your no. way? It's just oh, a big... Yeah. It will say, oh, there's, there's a report of an animal on the road. Yeah, and I'm um, always like, ooh, where? Yeah. But then once uh, I saw a lady walking on the slip road with all of her shopping. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, God, turn back. Some people just don't get roads. You have to be taught about it. I, didn't really, I think I went for a jog up with dual carriageway in my teens. You just don't get it, do you? I went up a motorway. I went for a jog up the side of a motorway. They were like, do you not remember my my bit about yeah. going on the bike so I was on the motorway? Yeah. So dangerous. Yeah. I wonder if we were. If we were one reported on the... Yeah, report of pedestrians. Because <laughs> when, when, when I don't see the pedestrians and there's not even a car, I think, well, where have they gone? That is savage, though, that one that you were just saying with the men. Just... Yeah. That was a bit much. Yeah. And that what they would have... Im- imagine if you were on drugs and then suddenly you... you seen the police, there's just trucks the, and that lorry, coming at you. Yeah. You'd just be like... Oh, yeah, they were. They looked bad. They hadn't been. It just looked. And it just looked the way that the the lights were shining on them. It just looked like oh, they'd been in, like hauled up in a hole, just getting high for days. And they just ventured out. It just looked scary, like sad, yeah, sad yeah. and scary. Oh yeah, that's never. But um, there was a flood. I had to drive through a flood last night, and I just went for it because this taxi driver had the confidence to in front of us. But two people were stranded in it. <laughs> Be careful. Bloody floods pop my bonnet. Want. <laughs> makes me better, make, makes me better. I'm better yet. No, never, never mind. mind. Hi there, guys. If you are enjoying this episode of Main and Hazard's podcast, thank you for enjoying it. And you know what would really help with? If you go now, go now, please, on whichever platform you're on and give her like a little like or a follow or a review or a little cheeky five stars. That it would just mean everything to her. And help with no end. Good day. What was that thing you were saying about the um, that woman at your work who did? Well, uh, so many years ago when I used to work in uh, TK Maxx, there was uh, this lady. Well, she, she must have been well, like late twenties. She was married to someone that was seventy-five. It was all very strange. And then, um, and then I was in the uh, the hallway uh, in, in near the office where, and they had a hand scanner, so you'd scan. You'd scan in to work and then you'd scan out with your hand. That's very futuristic. I wonder if my hand's still in the system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, it must have, because TK Maxx is American. I was fed, yeah, it's very old. Nothing else about TK Maxx is futuristic at no, all. No, that's it. They blew all the budget on the yeah. signing process there. They should have spent it on the categorisation of the clothes. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I was signing out and then I just felt something on my bum and I've... And I've looked down, and then there's this woman at work and going. Who <laughs> was she? What? I can't say her name, can I? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. She was stroking my bum with a coat hanger, <laughs> and then she goes, uh, "What's the matter, frying pan bum?" That's what she called me. Is that what she always called you? Yeah, frying pan. She said it in such a way, like frying pan bum and then she goes, <laughs> "Nobody saw, nobody heard, no one will believe you." <laughs> <laughs> did you do it endearing? How did you do that? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is this a funny story or a horrible story? <laughs> no one's. What did she say? No one. 
No one heard you. No one saw. No one will believe you. <laughs> well, well, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she was the first person as well to call me Mrs. Bean. So if she wasn't calling me Frying Pan, she called me Mrs. Bean. She said I was like Mrs. Bean. Well, Mr. Bean, but a woman. With yeah, a, with a frying pan. <laughs> Mrs. <bum>. Bean. <laughs> you can't just say someone's a woman version of your Mrs. Bean. <laughs> Isn't that really offensive, though? I think I do have a small bottom, but I don't think it's fat like a frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> well, and why is she so obsessed with struggling with? Yeah. That? Why does she need to hook it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> No one heard, no one saw, no one will believe you. Yeah, fabulous. So this week, the agenda on my lips is... <laughs> on all of our lips, <laughs> is comedy. And I, I think, obviously, it, a lot of people might think, oh, but Harry, we're not comedians. Uh, well, I don't think that was. <laughs> I mean, then, personally, but I think... Look where I laughed there. I think whether it's... Uh, you know, watching comedy, going to see live shows, because a lot of people, a lot of people do go to see live, live shows. They must see it for a reason. They must feel so good about it. Yeah, well, I like. I remember watching, it was more sitcoms and stuff. I would absolutely really were like, would yeah. let us escape. Or watching stand-up on DVDs. I don't think I've ever enjoyed being in the audience in live stand-up before. I, I have did. once. Did you? And what was that for? It was at the Glee Club before I did comedy, and I saw Phil Nickel, and I just and he got standing. Everyone's given him a standing. Oh, he's ovation. very like. Yeah, it, well, it's, it was Rousing, like, isn't it? When you watch him. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. It's more than stand-up. It's like yeah. everyone's in his world in the moment, and yeah. and the other acts on that night had just been very average, just yeah. boring men. Yeah, and then he was just—I'd never seen anything like it. And and they, that room's massive as well, isn't it? Like, Which what, one was? Like, sorry, the Birmingham Glee. It was yeah. like what four hundred people or something, yeah. and and everyone standing ovation and I was with my mum and brother and, and it was just fantastic He's so because yeah. it's a show it's like mm. a set but a show with him because yeah. you know it's all theatrical and very music, theatrical yeah. voices yeah the first and... time I seen him it was jaw dropping yeah yeah I seen him in I think Blythe or somewhere but yeah, the whole place was up on their feet yeah so good so so I, I get it yeah I, like I get it Let, like these days because we've just seen, we could see everything coming on the hall and so, <laughs> everything coming on the hall. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a comedy, baby. <laughs> Don't you think, though? Like, yeah, there's very, very rare boring now. now watching comedy for us. Yeah. I, I can't, like, it is boring now watching it. I have sort of, by virtue of doing it, I can't watch it now. No. Can't watch it on the telly because I get stressed like if I watch like live at the Apollo, you sort of get stressed going, oh God, my career's going nowhere. Oh God, that looks so stressful having to go on the telly. Oh, I could never go on the telly. Oh, I'd be beside myself with nerves. So I can't watch it in that way. Then I can't watch it in stand-up way because either I'm like at a gig and I just want to go home or I'm watching it and you're seeing every punchline coming from about 10 miles away because your brain's so clued in stand-up yeah, all yeah. the time. I do, Very rarely, and when I do enjoy it, someone's ringing us. What? Mm, I wonder who that is. Hello. Hello. Scam. Um. <clears throat> Sorry, where was I? Yeah, like when you when you see like stand up now, you just when you see a bit when you see comedy that makes you really laugh. It's such a delight now, isn't it? Oh yeah, because it's rare. 
Well, I, I've started to like stuff that isn't even really that good. It's just if it's different and the person's mm. just... Yeah, got something about them. I'm just like, oh... Mm. Mm. What on earth is that? There's a moth making friends. How is it a moth? Oh my God, there was a moth in my house the other day that was absolutely massive. Mm, was it not a bird? It was a moth. Mm. Don't patronise me, Louise. I know what a fucking bird is and what a moth is. Sometimes birds can be a bit mothy. <laughs> so, what... Well, what kind of... Um, what do you like? Because I do like... I don't really want to say this now. You can't... Well, no, who do I like who I've just thought, oh, they're so funny? Well, you don't have to... I, yeah, I don't name anyone. No, I'm but... just saying... So, so the, why I am bringing comedy... Why I? ...for <laughs> this mm. uh, is that despite the I am now dead and, uh, and void of happiness with comedy, I it has changed my life... Uh, I am very lucky that I do this for a living. And so I guess this is mainly about... Making you better. Yeah, it's completely made me better. Uh, well, as, as good as I will get, I imagine. <laughs> uh, and it, um, it, I think it's more about the importance of doing a job that you love. Because you spend more time with fucking work colleagues and and mm. doing work than than you All do with time. your family yeah so it's good to i think it's a never understood like well i do understand but like like uh, chance and circumstance sees people in sort of you know jobs they're not happy with or whatever but i think a lot of people think that they need to settle you don't have to settle for anything if you want to do something you can do something that you love and mm. it fulfills your life in a way that is quite wonderful, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hmm. very good. And you are right. And and I think like you can you can say obviously it's more difficult from different circumstances. But I think, of course, I think like that's why comedy is quite good actually because they were talking about drama schools the other week. It's like yeah, everyone who comes through as a new hot act, new big thing actor. They've all got double-barreled fucking names. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're all from that type of... The mom and dad's got Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Whereas with stand-up, actually... And, I mean, those people do get through as well, but, like... <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. You need you need something from every walk of life, but you don't get that as much in, in a theatre world or an acting world. But stand-up's a lot more evenly balanced. I mean, yeah. it's not there, but compared to other oh, artistic things... Yeah, definitely. I never thought about it like that, actually. Yeah. You get... Because people can't really stop you in the same way. There's not the same gatekeepers. Obviously, it's financial. that That's the pullback with stand-up. But it's, like, in terms of... Getting on a stage, anyone can get on a stage and just do stand up. And if yeah. you're good at it, you can just do it. And it's it to an extent. It's one of those as well, isn't it? That if you were in a band, you probably never get to gig alongside Guns and Roses mm. or whatever. Whereas with with comedy, like you can be fairly new and and on a bill with some of your heroes. Like, heroes. Yeah, yeah. Some of the biggest that are out there in the country, mm. or even you know, like sometimes in London, bloody or anywhere, Dave Chappelle will bloody rock up or yeah. whatever, and then you've shared a bill with him. Or yeah, yeah, it's absolutely mad, isn't it? Yeah, I think like um, yeah, imagine doing a gig like whether you like him or not with bloody and then Kevin Hart, you suddenly with someone who's been in a film with The Rock, and then yeah. then you're just the, was the act before. That's mental. It's kind of small comedy in that way, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like. It must be small because it's not e it's not easy to do stand up, is it? Because I've like lost my mind with it at certain points because it's just such a 
pressure, so pressurised yeah. relentlessly. And that's why, I don't know, like, it's hard to say, because I think, yeah, it, it, it definitely makes you feel better because you do, cause you're doing what you love, you're doing something that you have to do, quite compelled to do it. I think we would be writing down funny bits and pieces and putting funny things on social media, even if we didn't work in comedy. We'll just, mm. we'll just have that, in, you got that impulse to be that way and do that type of thing. So when you get to do it for a living, it is magical, but yeah. it is also competitive once you get going and you do feel pressurised. And I think I definitely felt like the whole thing of like, I've went a full circle thing, I think, lately, right? I've went from, obviously, when you start stand-up, it's so exciting and so it's just all your creative... It's very, at the very inception of it, for me, maybe some people coming in from a more kind of careerist vibe, but at the inception of it, it's just like, I say all this funny shit and write all this funny shit down, I'm going to say it in front of people. And it's so pure and so, like... Get it all out, get your creativity out there. But then as you progress, it's like, oh, okay. And at, and at first, it really is like therapy. It really saves you from, I think, because often stand-ups are insane people. So it's mm. saving you from something. But you've got to be so careful to use it as therapy because people are like, oh, stand-up is my therapy. And in a way, it will be. But it's got to be so careful because it's a very cruel mistress. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And it's like going to whip you one minute... Kick you up the ass, the other, yeah. Like, bring you towards, yeah. and then cast you aside like a dirty, <laughs> used rag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like anything. It's such an odd thing to put. You have to get a distance from it. It just takes time. You're putting all your thing into everyone's reaction to you all the time. It's such an unstable cucumber as oh, vibe yeah. with. But and then also like so then you start doing clubs and that and then you realise like oh me just being my creative self's not going to pay bills I've got to have a style of comedy kind mm. of to be able to do a lot of different rooms especially when you first start because you don't get those nicer gigs to begin with no. you get thrust into like a lot of working men's social club like those type yeah, of yeah the worst ones they, but you're the most inexperienced you're the most vulnerable and you're in a fucking cricket club in yeah. front of all these old men oh. who just ask you if you're going to do a turn <laughs> do you know what I mean? You just start rotating. <laughs> <laughs> Cartwheeling around them. But it is hard. That happened at a gig yesterday. There was it was at a festival, but one of these like hippies of the, the. So even though it's over 18s, they're just bringing their kids. Oh, uh, there was a kid with the, the face paint of a baboon just <gasps> bounding towards me in the middle of my set. Wow, that's scary. Very scary. And then you start into the treadmill of working and you just start to react to what's been thrown at you and things get thrown faster and faster and you feel like you've got to really keep up and also you're feeling that it's pre- it's constant pressure or this is a pressurising situation. This is pre- and it, Everything's a new kind of pressure. It just gets relentless and then... And I've just felt the, I felt the pressure of it lately and then writing my show has actually saved us all over again. I hated it at first. I was like, I don't want to go and write this show and then don't want to go and perform it every single day. I'm going to get homesick. But then, actually, when you when I've had now, like, a couple of months to write it, I've really enjoyed it because it's made us remember. I thought I couldn't write anymore, actually, for a couple of months ago. I thought I'd forgotten how to write. It was really... And I went then through a real thing. Suddenly, it just all fits. And, yeah, yeah. And then you, then, oh, I can write different types of bits now and... Oh, I've learned how to do that now. And oh yeah, yeah, so it'll really develop you as a writer in that, and I do think you'll be in the best in a yeah better steed for the next one. And yeah. Then, so even though it feels start to really enjoy writing again, that's great. Mm. And yeah. I felt like a real sense of joy in it that I haven't felt for a while because it's just got so 
I just didn't, I wasn't being creative. I wasn't being creative, not creative enough. So now I've got that back, it feels like. I felt like you gave me, I wasn't feeling the love with this show. And then when we did that preview and you said, and and you you were really nice about my show and then just said a few little bits. And then I just felt like, ah, mm. like I like it now. Sometimes. I know that you should always find strength within yourself, but sometimes it just helps when someone's just like gives you a bit of a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not any old chuff. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I genuinely believe, and I know this will sound dramatic, but I when you said a minute ago, or uh, wonder what, I mean, what did you say? What would you be doing, or whatever? Mm. Or oh, we'd still be writing down funny things and mm. online. But I genuinely don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for comedy. Mm. I don't, we didn't have any direction or mm. anything to do, and. Um, yeah, and that's probably why we're one way we've managed to succeed. It's something that's typically quite difficult because you've got to have a lot of stamina to do it sometimes. But I think it's because whatever's in us, it's quite a hard energy. And I feel like when un, unfettered down to a thing, <laughs> that's why we're nob, prone to, to insanity. No, <laughs> like it's like I think there's quite like a wiry, I can't describe it, there's quite a powerful, wiry vibe to us <laughs> that's quite like it needs to be focused I think a lot of people are like that yeah they're just not easily it's a lot of freneticness and franticness that if it's not tethered to a certain thing like creativity and something as like um, arresting and as arduous as comedy or a creative path then all of that energy is just go. you just your head's like do you remember those <laughs> Those um, flowers that were like water you'd in the summer when you were a kid. Oh, it was like a flower, and you'd put a horse pipe in it. It would just oh, go yeah. like that. Yeah. That's our heads if we didn't yeah. do comedy. That's all that energy just getting devoted to absolute mental chaos. So that's the theory that I'm putting out there. No, I think that's. I that's, think that's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we've had this chat. Yeah. But yeah, comedy is like, it's just, it's a mad one to talk about because it's just so part of what we do every single day. So it's difficult. It's not like turmeric. <laughs> yeah, but it, no, it, it isn't. But I think it's, well, the, well, I guess. It's a very interesting. Well, any, could do, do anything few, artistic, do anything, I guess it's uh, anything that is maybe out of your comfort zone, how important it is to do things that are creative mm. and, uh, and maybe not run of the mill, but how rewarding that can be to take that sort of risk. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm some sometimes I need to just take a step back and be grateful for that. Yeah, I'm very gratitude. Grateful. We've gone full circle. There we go. Right, let's wrap this bastard up. Have we covered everything? Yeah. All right then. Well, we shall be coming at you next week. How many for comedy? We could talk about this probably for three episodes, couldn't we? Yeah. How, how many and I will say this this is sort of the last episode of kind of the summertime drawn summertime's drawn to a bit of a close we've got some really exciting guests lined up for the autumn um, so stay tuned enjoy enjoy yourselves enjoy those hazy summer evenings on the patio <laughs> <laughs> with your olives and your various different dips Denise Welsh would say <laughs> <laughs> right then. 
<laughs> I've got now to promote now to the end. Oh. If, this, if this has come out and it's not been the 27th of August yet, because I can't work the bloody dates out, um, <laughs> I'm in Edinburgh Fringe Festival until the 27th, performing at the Pleasant's Courtyard Bunker One at 25 past seven every single evening. Hmm. Come along, bring a snack. Don't bring a snack. Don't bring a snack. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, my uh, special is on YouTube. Harry died. Trigger warning. Uh, thank you, God. Bless. Hello, thanks for listening. That was nice of you. If you'd like to get in touch with suggestions or stories, uh, please do make me better pod at gmail.com. And if you would like to follow, oh, please follow on the socials. We are on make me better pod uh, at make me better pod on all of them. Thank you.